welcome to the Hope College Athletics Orange and Blue Podcast. My name is Alan Babbitt, the Sports Information Director here at Hope College. It's been my pleasure this uh, school year to uh, chat uh, with uh, Hope College coaches and staff as we uh, navigate this certainly interesting, to say the least, um, 2021, 20 and 21 school year. And with the op, uh, with me today is uh, head men's lacrosse coach uh, Mike Shanels. Uh, coach, uh, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Alan. Hope you're doing well today. Yeah, hanging in there, looking uh, at the snow outside. Um, it doesn't seem like lacrosse weather, but after the last <laughs> few winters, it, it, I guess any time is lacrosse weather based on kind of just itching to, to play. It's been nearly a year, I think, since you guys last played a, a match. Uh, you know, what kind of, how would you describe the, uh, is it excitement, uh, anxiousness, eagerness for you and your team to finally be able to play again? Yeah, we are so fired up uh, to be together again and to be playing again. So uh, it has been just a treat for us to have an opportunity to get out on the field, regardless of how, what the weather's doing. Um, you can just see the smiles on the guys' faces and just a, a good vibe all the way through the program right now uh, because we're doing what we love to do. It'd be hard to remiss um, before we talk about what's coming this spring and this year's team, uh, not looking back, not only on a, a special lacrosse team, but a special senior class that unfortunately due to the pandemic lost uh, the chance to have one more, a full season together. You guys were off to a three and zero start and eagerly anticipating uh, a chance to repeat as MIAA champions when, you know, the season was canceled. Uh, Talk about that senior class. I mean, they, you know, elevated the program with getting to, you know, winning that MIAA regular season championships and getting the MIAA tournament title and playing in the NCAA tournament and playing a very competitive match in, in that, that postseason uh, debut. Just your, your, your thoughts on that senior class and, and what they meant to, to this program and to Hope College. Well, I just, I got a little chills hearing you describe you know um you know what those guys did for our program uh and just a really dynamic group of of people uh and fun to work with uh but also to win with you know and we had to learn we had a lot of talent um i think eight of them started when they were freshmen and that was that's kind of a uh <clears throat> you know, a, a shift for us and, and it was a feeling out process. And so they were, they were so obviously talented and they, over the course of their time together, learned to play together uh, really, really well. So to have that interrupted um, and we were, we were really clicking when, when things got um, disrupted, obviously uh, due to the pandemic. So yeah, that was, um, it, it almost didn't seem real at the time, you know, so when we left school, it felt like, well, you know, uh, we, we said, well, we'll see you in two weeks, you know, we were going to take a, <laughs> we we're going to take a two week pause at that point in time. And then, you know, obviously that turned into quite a bit more. Um, so, uh, but the, the, you know, the mission that they were on graduate from hope college, right. Grow and as a human being and as a person, uh, get, get a great education, all those things happened, right? So the, the lacrosse part is super important to us um, 
but we kind of know that that's frosting, you know, that's the, that's the, that part. So we, we did miss out on a little bit of that. Um, but I'm so proud of those guys, you know, so, uh, Scott Brooks, Drew Paulana, Marshall Van Belcom, Andrew Karras, uh, Max Kuyper, Nick Bazzani, Gareth Almer, Rocco Mulroney, Andrew Pavey, Nathaniel Henschel, um, and some guys that we had in that cohort that didn't make it um, all the way through to their senior year, Kyle Gaines, Sean Glebe, some, some, some really great people that we had an opportunity to, to work with. Um, and that is a Hope College thing, though. You know what I mean? So that, like that part of it is the main part of it, and it's the important part, and they all got that, too. And we happened you know, we happened to win um, some championships and that was really fun. Obviously more fun to win than, than not to. Uh, but it was, we were a little bummed that they didn't get the opportunity to do it again, but by the same token, we were so proud of them. Um, and we hope to be able to honor them, you know, when they come back to campus sometime. Um, and uh, so I, I was missing the uh, senior day and some things like that, that are, that are, you know, big moments in their lives and good reflective moments for us on the coaching staff. Uh, Cause we appreciate all of it, like all the study and all the work and all the practice and all the extra and all the time together. So. What, what was it about this group in your mind that made them special where they were able to not only have the Hope College experience, but then they get this extra frosting of, you know, a compete at a high level and really, you know, accomplish some things that hadn't been, you know, accomplished yet in your short history. Collectively as a group, um, what made those seniors, that senior class um, really stand out? Well, I think um, some of the seeds for what they accomplished were laid uh, with the class before them. Um, and I would go back to, um, you know, Wade Hogue and his class and it's sort of just a shift like, hey, we're here to compete and we're here to have just the, the absolute best time that we can have together. And so um, what's special about this class that graduated last year is that they lived into that really, really well. Those guys are tight and they enjoyed each other's company um, and they had each other's backs. And, and so I, could, I couldn't be more proud of all the guys that have played uh, for us, championship or no championship. Um, you know, that's a baseline. But these guys kind of, they had something special in terms of their cohesiveness and, and how much they enjoyed their time together. Um, and of course, that's, you know, that rubs off on all of us. So I, I uh, am really grateful that we have the group that we have this year because those guys pass that on to us. Like, even though the seniors from last year aren't with us every day, we can feel them with us every day right now. So I think that's a big deal. You obviously have some incoming freshmen uh, this year's team that, um, you know, uh, lost a high school season as well. And then you got a, a returners who lost their season as well. So you, there's some similarities there. And still there's some, differences of how we're able to gather and work together and all these different things we've all had to deal with the pandemic. How have you tried to, you know, build the culture this year to, you know, obviously to try to, 
to build on what's been done by those that came before you in, in with all the different things that we you know have to contend with right now yeah i think um you know there's a certain amount of compartmentalization that we've had to do in all of our lives you know due to the circumstances um and so it is such a treat to move out of your isolatedness and get back together with your team so it's just i think um none of these freshmen take being able to put a helmet on and play for granted at all you know and so if there's sort of a sideways blessing to this whole uh situation that we've been dealing with it's it's that it's like things that we might normally take for granted are now precious to us and so we've got a we've got a super group of incoming freshmen i mean they they have just like totally gotten with the program right away everybody has each other's backs um the veterans we we, we always organize it so that uh, you know there's a veteran with a new guy um, as buddies and we have squads and squad leaders to or keep things organized and just make sure that they're supported and wrap them up a little bit um, which hope college does in general too so just trying to give them every opportunity to have a great time um, and have the you know the, the couple hours a day we get to be together a special part of their their day so and so I think they get they get what a privilege it is to play because you know that was that was taken away from them due to the circumstances way beyond our control, right? Um, and I would also say that it was pretty unique, I think, at Hope College. They had an opportunity to be at college. They had an opportunity to, to be in a class, and it, it may be a little bit different than it normally would be, but Hope College did an outstanding job of making this fall semester happen for our kids, and, and um, you know, they worked tirelessly to make sure that we, you know, have everything we need to, to have the most successful season possible this spring too. And I, I could not be more grateful or impressed with the leadership right now. If we were to watch, uh, come by and, and stand on the sidewalk and watch you guys practice, does it look different than uh, practice pre-pandemic? Uh, have you had to make any adjustments in terms of how you practice and how you, you know, prepare your team and, and, you know, make the most out of that, that time that you have together? Uh, you know, we had, we were, we were lucky to have a little bit longer uh, time in the fall together. So there was a little bit different pace. Um, we also had a stipulation that uh, there weren't any drop-ins or sort of casual get togethers. So that made whatever time we had together more valuable, I think. So we got an awful lot done in the fall. Um, and Tanya Gruppen, the athletic training staff, just it makes everything so uh, you know clear to us. Such a great communicator. Yes, we're going to wear masks today when we line up. We're going to stand by these cones where, you know, so that, yes, there've been some adjustments, uh, but we have a saying that's water off a duck's back. We just, <laughs> we just roll with it and we keep smiling and playing. So it was really um, a little bit of a process at first for us to sort of ramp up, like, is this going to work? Is this okay? Um, and then, you know, we, we're to the point now where it pretty much looks like a regular practice, except for 
maybe when we break into squads and debrief something, they're socially distanced um, and they have a mask on. So other than that, it's, it's pretty much a straightforward uh, practice plan like we would normally be able to develop. Uh, we're lucky because we're outside. Um, so that I think the, you know, the, the transmission risk of COVID, it was, a, it was a high risk sport at first and then it, it got moved down you know, as they learned more about it. And we saw that in the fall too. It's, we really, you know, it wasn't uh, something that was happening at practice. Practice was a pretty safe place to be outside, running around, having fun and a healthy thing. So we're, we feel really lucky that, um, you know, it is like out of the 24 hours of the day, it's two hours out of our day that are kind of normal. <laughs> so, yeah. You know. Obviously a challenge when you have a great senior class like you did is, is you got to find new people and then there are new opportunities to, to get on the field and contribute. Talk about this year's team and, and what we, you know, when we're finally able to see you play, what we're going to see out on the field. Well, um, you know, when you have a real competitive practice every day, the guys who are almost there, you know, are so hungry to get their opportunity. And so what, what kind of happened last year too is, you know, we like to play a lot of guys. We have a very deep roster. Um, we want to use that, that depth, that speed, that athleticism. Um, and, you know, th the side benefit of that is everybody's involved. You know, <laughs> everybody has something. They've got a mission. They're out there hunting. Um, you know, they're, they're making something happen. So when that got cut off that, that whole natural, like, okay, these younger guys are going to grow this season that just got completely, um, you know, smoked in the process too. So when those guys came back, um, they were so hungry to improve that our fall work was really, really productive for them. So now, obviously, the next step is to test that against, you know, uh, some other competition, too. But we're, we're really lucky to have a very talented and deep group of young players that we get in a really good look and practice every day. So um, we feel like we're ready for games, but we also know that once the once the games are on, our, you know, growth and learning opportunities are just going to accelerate that much more. So we're really excited about that. Um, and we've got some outstanding leaders that have, have, you know, they've been here the whole time, growing, learning, you know, contributing, having a great time being part of it. So our seniors, Adam Bell, Colton Warren, uh, Peter Reynolds, Luke Elder, um, our leadership team, Will Cunnington, Jake Mybecker, um, Braden Blackburn, Andrew Wiggins, Andrew Conlin, uh, Johnny Mann, you know, um, these guys have done a great job of just making sure everybody has got uh, their nose pointed in the right direction and they're going full speed. So our captains this year, Luke Elder, Jack Radsville, Tucker Martinez, and Lee Cunningham have been just really good patient um, leaders. Uh, and they, the young guys, I think, feel like they they have their back you know so um it's been really nice for me as a head coach to work with these young men 
just an outstanding group of people um, all the way through our roster right now. So we're, we're super excited to start playing. Um, cannot wait to get going. And our first game in the conference is against Calvin, which is our big rival. And we just are so pumped about that. I got chills thinking about it right now. So with, with obviously every sport, there are different ways that depth can have an impact, uh, a positive impact on a, on a team in lacrosse, how does having a deep roster, what does that afford you or, or give you an opportunity? Uh, how, how does that impact the game? Well, the first, you know, the first thing is tempo and practice, right? So, so if you're going to play fast uh, and you only decide to play fast once a week, that's probably not going to work very well. So if, if we can play fast in practice uh, and make good decisions at speed, that's really, really important. Okay, so if you've got a, a group of dudes that are operating at 100 miles an hour and a group of dudes that are going 60 miles an hour, it's it's tough, you know. So um, we got a bunch of guys right now that are just really getting after it. And so we're getting a good look every single day. Um, and so because that's a strength of ours, we want to absolutely develop that as best we can. Uh, so we try to do that um, and we try to make sure that it's it's fun to play at that pace. Um, and that's not without some challenges, right? Because if you're gonna play fast, you're gonna make a lot of mistakes. Uh, but we look at that in practice as a benefit um, because we, we know we have to make mistakes to learn. And, um, and in order to do that, we have to put ourselves in stressful situations, right? Um, and so we wanna try to turn that dial up so it's uncomfortable uh, every day. And so it's, like we said earlier, you know, water off a duck's back. That's just, that's how we do it all the time. And yes, yeah, so some stuff's going to go sideways and we're going to, we're going to soak it and, and move on to the next thing uh, quickly and directly as possible. So these guys have done a great job um, being together as teammates. They've done a great job trying to develop themselves as good teammates. Uh, and we're, we're super, super proud of the work that they've done in that regard. The respect for your program, for your fellow coaches, or, um, you know, they made, gave you the nod as the uh, top spot in the MIAA preseason coaches poll. I know this league, you guys know well in terms of how challenging it is. I guess first, how do you deal with being the team that, you know, people want to beat and put a, a big mark on their schedule because they know what that a win over you guys would mean. And then two, you know, what are your, how do you see this league shaping up this spring? I mean, you haven't seen each other play in a year either. So there's going to be a lot of unknowns for everyone. Right. Yeah. The, the scouting um, this year has been real challenge, right? So we don't have a whole lot of film in the can from last year. Um, you know, what's, what our roster is going to look like with the additional year of NCAA eligibility, you know, and so teams just posting their rosters right now. So we're trying to get a handle on, okay, well, who's new? You know, uh, and then I think it's it's going to be interesting to play, you know, so to effectively to win the conference title, you're going to need to beat a team three times, potentially. Right. Um, ideally. Right. Because we want to win every game, you know, so yep. uh, it is that is a unique challenge, um, you know, more like a basketball coach faces than a lacrosse coach in a normal season, because usually you just play a team you know, once and then maybe again in the 
uh, conference. So um, it is, it's not without its unique challenges for us, but, you know, we're, we're happy that, that, you know, it's nice, it's a sign of respect to get votes like that. Um, Nice, but now we have to go do it, you know? So that's the exciting part is it's, it's not, you know, and that's the weird thing about winning a, a championship. As soon as that's over, it's like, okay, next, you know, next. So this hiatus has maybe helped me reflect on what, what we did, you know, (laughs) a little bit more. And we're always trying to drive improvement and get better. And, but it was, it was nice to sort of take a breath and go, wow, that was really cool. That was super fun. And, And what a great group of people that we got to spend time with. So, um, we got a lot of returners on our team right now that know what to do, right. They know, they know what it takes. They're champions and they want more of it. And so they're very hungry and that's driving them. They know the faster that the new guys get it and get up to speed, you know, the better we're going to be as a team. And so we're really excited to, to jump into league competition in March, which is also a new, that's a new thing for, for us as well, because of the double round Robin this year. So, uh, and it did not escape our attention that not every coach in the league voted us first this year. So we were, uh, we definitely took note of that. What makes this league challenging? You obviously, you know it very well and playing the, these teams on a regular basis. What, what, what have you seen as far as the growth of this league that's, you know, producing some very high quality lacrosse? Yeah, I'm so proud of our, our league. I mean, obviously my history uh, at Hope Lacrosse goes, you know, it predates the MIAA uh, and MIAA play. So, uh, you know, when I see MIAA lacrosse, I still am just like pinch myself excited uh, for the fact that we are where we are right now. So in terms of the growth and development of the sport, there's better and better players uh, coming out of the state of Michigan. And most of those kids do play um, in our league, which I think is fantastic for the growth of the game. And, um, our league provides a ton of opportunities for kids to take it to the next level, get a great education and, and continue their lacrosse careers. So, um, I, I have a really good relationship and, and bond with the other coaches in the league. You know, we're kind of in a unique place sort of tucked up here in, in Michigan. And, you know, some of the guys, uh, come from other places and other lacrosse traditions. Uh, so it's a, it's a really, it's a good group of, of men uh, that are my colleagues in the league. And, and uh, I just really enjoy, you know, coaching alongside them and against them, of course. Right. So I'm, <laughs> I'm buddies with those guys, you know, most every day of the year, you know, <laughs> so we'll, we'll see each other at recruiting events or summer tournaments or, you know, this thing or that, or at a meeting and, you know, we're, we're the, uh, collegiality is outstanding. So we're, we're very fortunate. We know that, you know, we need to situate ourselves in a better spot, like top to bottom, our league needs to get more competitive at the NCAA level. They have reconfigured the uh, regions for the NCAA tournament. We're probably in a position where we're still only going to get the automatic qualifier and not an at-large bid yet, like some of our other 
teams like our basketball teams, might, you know, if they don't mm -hmm. win the conference title, they still have a chance at an at-large. You know, we're not to that place yet in our league. Um, and I think all of the coaches in the MIAA, they get that and we're working to, to change that. So it has become very, very competitive, a great place to play um, and just a ton of fun. Uh, to be involved in it and right in the mix. So we're, we're very pleased with where we're situated right now. You've enjoyed lacrosse here at Hope College as a player and then as a club coach and now varsity coach. Where did, the, where did And lacrosse has been a sport that's really would be considered, I think, an emerging sport in the last 10, 15 years, 20 years maybe in the United States. Um, where did the love of the game start with you? How did you get involved? And then, and, and it led you obviously to where you're at now. Yeah, I think lacrosse um, is the fastest growing sport across the country. And, um, and it has been on that trend for, for quite a while now. And, and it's not surprising to me. So I was, I was really lucky um, to start playing lacrosse in college, uh, which is a little bit, strange these days you know a lot of kids uh grow up with a stick in their hand like like I would have grown up with a hockey stick in my hand or a baseball glove you know uh or a basketball or whatever sport was happening at that point in time so as as an athlete um you know the first time I got to to play lacrosse I was like this is awesome you know this is so much fun um I was a punt returner and it felt like that, you know, like, Oh, everybody's chasing me, trying to kill me. You know, this is so <laughs> exciting. I love this. So uh, I was hooked from the, the very first time that I had an opportunity to, to play. So um, my, my great friend, best friend growing up all my days, uh, Tom Feely and I were uh, coming out for the team at the same time in college and uh, Tom Kuyper and Greg Vinstra were the captains and they really brought us up, you know, uh, we had a really good team that year and it was really fun to be able to jump on and contribute. Uh, and so it was just such a great time. Um, and it, yeah, I didn't anticipate necessarily that it would take over my whole <laughs> my whole athletic life. And it certainly had, I mean, I love sports of all types, but um, I do remember calling my dad and just telling him, Hey, this is awesome. You gotta, you gotta find out about this. And this is uh, something, you know, shared my love of sports with my dad. And he uh, reminded me of this. Like he said, remember when you called me, you know, and said, boy, I think this is something that I really want to do, you know? So it was a, it was a big opportunity and I, I'm so proud every time I put a Hope Lacrosse shirt on, which I'm wearing one right now, you know, uh, just because I, I know how fortunate I was to come up at that time. So um, uh, Tommy and I were, were named captains for the following year uh, and it was a huge uh, cathartic experience for me. So you know, having to be just a dude and playing versus having some responsibility and some leadership. I, I, to be honest, didn't really look at myself like that. You know, <laughs> I was just a guy and someone who loved to play and uh, to have that responsibility really opened my eyes to what was possible, not just for our, our young team at that time, but also 
you know, personally for me, it showed me a different part of myself um, that I didn't really necessarily know that I had at that point in time. So um, we had a really super tough schedule in those days, uh, in those days of lacrosse, like if you played lacrosse, pretty much anybody would play anybody. There was an opportunity to get a game going because it was so much more rare. So, um, you know, we, we had some epic spring break trips down, down South. There was a big tournament down there and it was, it was division one, two, three teams. You know, we, you said we were a club team. We didn't really look at ourselves as a club team. We were the only team we had, you know, so we were, we were the lacrosse team. And so it was like, and guess what? We're playing, you know, this team. And we even played a, a group of uh, old men you know, once a year was the Grand Rapids Lacrosse Club. And then when I graduated, I, I started playing for those guys and boy, they were good. Like they just absolutely thrashed us and we'd be running around like crazy and they would just pass the ball beautifully, pass, 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 goal, you know, and it was like, <laughs> we should probably take notes from, from these guys. So um, it was just so much fun to play the sport at that time. Uh, and it has continued to be a real, real exciting, you know, thing to watch it grow. So, you know, watching both of my uh, boys be able to have a stick in their hand when they were little guys and, and play their whole lives has been really fun and they love it. And it's been really neat for me to be able to see them uh, thrive and grow like that too. So um, I just, uh, I'm so grateful for that. So when I, I started coaching, then I was, I was actually uh, finishing up at Hope College, finishing up a couple of credits and working. And I was visiting a friend in an old, uh, in, in my old dorm. <laughs> like I hadn't lived in this dorm for like two years. And I was visiting a friend there and they said, hey, Mike, there's a phone call for you. Now, you know, in those days, the phone was on the wall and the number <laughs> right. was to my old dorm room number right so it's a total coincidence that i was i was even in the vicinity but they said hey someone's on the phone for you and i was like what you know that's that's weird so i i picked this thing up it's rick morris from east grand rapids and they want to interview me for a coaching job and and i i, I still i can't explain you know how that went how that all went down but somehow i got the job head coach east grand rapids absolutely loved um coaching there uh and when i graduated started to work for the grand rapids press as a journalist um and just was just completely uh smitten by the coaching bug um and had a sense that i probably just because of the life that it entails i needed to go and credential myself as a teacher probably so that i could i could do that more so so i did i went i went back and got teaching credentials and then have been doing a little bit of both um, or a lot of bit of both uh, ever since. So I feel, I feel really lucky and I'm so glad that I, I picked it up at that time, changed my life. And now you continue your teaching career. Now you're at North Muskegon uh, uh, and I'll probably sell you short in terms of what you teach, but I know following you on uh, Twitter, uh, literature is a big part of what you do just talk about a, a teacher and that side of your life and, and what, uh, what you, how you try to make a difference with students that way. Well, I, um, 
as I, as I learned, uh, to get a teaching certificate was a little bit harder than just having studied a lot of English and philosophy in college. So um, I was not able to have a teachable minor, which was a requirement then, because I had a double major um, in uh, English and philosophy. So I had to get elementary certification, which is a real uh, blessing uh, as well. So Consequently, I have weird sort of a combination of things. So I'm certified to teach K through 12 um, and have actually taught every grade from K through 12 in my, wow. in my career. So um, mostly for the you know last 20 years or so, it's been high school English um, and uh, mostly seniors at this point. So, but I taught middle school for a long time. And I teach senior English, which is the required course for graduation. So everybody has to take that unless they elect to take AP Lit, which I also teach small school. And um, I, I, I teach some American literature too, which was my emphasis when I was studying under uh, Dirk Jellema at Hope College back in the day. So um, I, I am just, I love to read. Um, I love to share that with uh my students. Um, and I think I'm so crazy about sports that if I didn't have some balance, <laughs> like if, if I didn't have this going on during the day, I would get way too, way too competitive, um, uh, for the athletic part of the, the day. So it's, it's good. It's been good for me to be able to do both and I'm thankful to hope for, you know, allowing me to do that. So, um, I still, <laughs> I still, uh, still coach a little bit of basketball. So I've been a basketball coach here my whole entire career here, which is now I'm approaching 30 years here. So um, the dead period for the NCAA is November and December from the end of fall ball to uh, when we start back up. So the, there's eighth grade basketball in that window and I still coach eighth grade basketball. I just, I can't help it. So um, just really love the, the, interaction. I think I learned so much, um, from playing sports, uh, and just love it. And so to be able to share that and then also create a relationship with people so that you can, you know, uh, be pushed intellectually at the same time as, is, uh, everything I've ever wanted to do professionally. So I'm, I'm so grateful that I have this opportunity for sure. Well, Ashley, I, I couldn't, I can't help but ask you to give us an assignment. Obviously, this pandemic has allowed a lot of time for reading. If, if you were to recommend someone listening, hey, you should read this. This is a good read during a, when you have some extra free time that we, we do uh, on occasion now. What, what would you recommend uh, or what are you reading right now? I'll tell you what, um, that's a great question, but it's a, it's a subject for a whole series of podcasts. Probably. <laughs> I'll try to, I'll try to keep it. Um, I just finished a book, uh, by Todd Goldberg uh, the, called the low desert, which is gangster stories. Uh, and the reason I started, um, uh, or I picked it up is because I like reading the Don Winslow, uh, stuff and so don winslow recommended it he blurbed it and i was like well i'll check it out I'll, I'll look at it so i've been in a little bit of a lull um which i think is pretty common during this pandemic like we're we're binging netflix shows and stuff like that and not necessarily unplugging and, and reading um and i think that's probably pretty natural so uh this was a collection of short stories 
And that that suited my short attention span and short windows of opportunity to read. So I've, I've been really enjoying those. I just finished it this afternoon. So um, that's a good one. If it's if it's kind of barn burner fiction about these gangsters out in a very unfamiliar, warm territory. So um, I, I'm with my class right now of seniors. We're looking at John Krakauer's book, Missoula. Um, and that's been an excellent uh discussion starter for for uh us we're also reading the iliad at the same time so Ooh. some classics um i'm more reading that to them than they're picking it up and reading it themselves <laughs> so that's a, that's kind of our read aloud uh right now and then um you know we're you know we're always open to something new so we, we give a lot of choice so we just encourage people to find something that they're into uh, so what are you into? I'll, I'll see if I can recommend something for well, you. I'll have to look at that. I'm mainly following my daughter. She is in the PATH uh, English Lit class at Hope. Wonderful. So, um, uh, following her, whatever she's uh, reading and discussing, and they've been working on poetry and, um, and and remembering some things that are back in the brain from my day at right. being in middle school. She's a sixth grader, so... Um, I, I probably won't have much time for reading these next two months, but that's all right. right. We're going to have some uh, uh, hope sporting events to be able to see and and stat and do all those fun things. We definitely have some sports uh, happening, which is wonderful. So the PATH program is amazing. Um, our youngest son was in that in English, and it was just such a great experience for him. Um, and really ignited his passion for literature, which I was happy, happy, happy to see. So uh, good luck to her on that. That's, that's super fun. And, you know, if you, you don't, it doesn't need to be long, but just if you can read a poem out loud to her, I bet she would just absolutely love it. So I have a whole list. I'll email you of my favorite read alouds uh, and like, I found with older kids that they don't mind, even though that seems kind of weird to usually read to younger kids who can't mm-hmm. read yet, but the, that we, we all lo- love that story and we all love to hear a good story too. So um, I'll send you, I'll send you that. That's a, a great idea. I appreciate that. Yeah. I've got to, as you know, that, that time being a father, that's important stuff. And we got to make time for that too. Even though we spend a lot of time together, it can be easily to, maybe not take full advantage. So I will look forward to that and uh, grateful to spend this time with you, Mike, uh, with the Orange and Blue podcast. Appreciate the time. I know you're itching and getting ready here. March 3rd, I think, if I got it right, Aurora is the first match on the schedule. Home and yep. Home, home opener and uh, five o'clock and everyone put that on your calendars and, uh, and uh, be able to at least watch it online and then maybe fingers crossed sooner and later you can see a lacrosse match in person so thanks mike and uh, good luck this season thank you so very much and i hope you have a great day